Episode 44 of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan along with David Van Boglen. Absent this evening is Mr. Ryan Dempsey. Uh, due to a family, a loss in the family, um, we just like to send out our regards first and foremost to Ryan and his family. Definitely, uh, you know, it's a, a, any loss with in the family for any of us is a loss for us ourselves. Exactly. You know, Ryan's uh, Ryan's family. So. We uh, when he hurts, we hurt, brother. And you know, we uh, we just want to make sure that you know that we're thinking of you today. Yeah, we're thinking of your family today. We got you staring at us. Exactly. We've got we got Ryan and and Kara and Carla up on the uh, up on the screen with us right yeah. now. You know, we're thinking the, about uh, them. official average Joe's uh, laptop where we usually broadcast Ryan from. Yeah. So. Yeah, so, we've we've been in contact. We've talked with Ryan throughout the week and everything. He just today or yesterday, I believe it was, they had to travel to Windsor to to be with the family and stuff. Yeah. So he wasn't going to be able to do the show. Uh, he did send us in some opinions and yeah. and and everything like that. So we'll still get the we'll still get a little bit of, of Mr. Dempsey's feelings, uh, thoughts on last week's cards, picks Definitely. for this week, and uh, unfortunately, I just won't be able to tell him he's wrong. Yeah, you know, what, man, <laughs> this is this is crazy. I mean, just kind of. And, and and it shouldn't have. But it just it, it hit me like the other night, like like a ton of bricks, of how small this world has gotten. What I mean by that is, I've never looked Dempsey in his eyes, never yeah. shaken his hand, never went out to dinner with him, never uh, sat in the couch and watched a show with him. I've never been in the same room as him. But I can't picture doing a show or going more than a day or so without actually. Conversing with exactly, him. man. He's you know become, what I mean. He's become an important part of our life in the yeah. last few months, and it's it's amazing. If you would have told someone, even thirty years ago, that that's the way the world was going to end up, yeah. they would have told you you're out of your fucking mind. There's yeah. no way you can have just invisible people and things happen across these computer screens. Uh, you're talking to someone in Canada, and they're they're an important part of your life, right? They would have they told you you were nuts, brother. Yeah, it becomes you know it becomes a super important part of your life, and and somebody you talk to on almost yeah. a daily basis. I mean, you know, a lot of times you're, you're whatever out, and me and Ryan are just <laughs> whatever, just bullshitting throughout the day, and it's it's yeah, it's just something I look forward to. It's fun having somebody else having a really big passion with a common interest. Yeah. But you know, we we talk about all kinds of other things too outside of most of it's MMA centric. But whatever, it's we've built a really good bond, yeah. and, and it's been cool having Ryan become a part of this just by accident. You know, I mean, the conversation like it starts MMA centric, but then it just it just shifts wherever the hell you up, man. You know, sometimes it's it's cars, and sometimes it's strippers, and sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It just goes. Bro. And I'll wake up, I'll wake up at like one or so because I didn't fall asleep till like six. What the fuck? What the fuck are you doing? What the hell's wrong with you two? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to sleep, man. (laughs) I'm on this wonky schedule where I was up till 6 a.m. trying to splice in great old (laughs) (laughs) old shows just to see how it sounds. And I wake up up to this. We're all all on such like off schedules (laughs) from each other because like Ryan gets up. Super early in the yeah, morning. Yeah. Probably about the times you're still getting ready to go to bed. Right. I wake up anywhere from like six to eight, depending on the day. Yeah, you're and the then, second one up. Yeah, I'm second up, and then I go to work. So like, I got a lot of free time 
at work where I can just be on my phone or whatever and then Ryan gets in between or gets breaks or whatever and gets out early in the afternoon and then shit just starts popping off and it's it's it's, it's <laughs> they, awesome, get, they get interesting that's for sure but yeah we, we're definitely missing him tonight right uh, and yeah, yeah, thinking of your brother absolutely you know, got your you. family yep we got you in our thoughts and we've got I've got your opinions and and thoughts here so we're gonna when we get into yeah. it we'll break it down and we'll get a little bit of Dempsey here but uh how you doing today Dave Hey man, I'm feeling a lot better than I was. I was gonna say you've had a rough couple of days. Yeah, man. yeah, I think it was like a 24-hour deal. Okay. And, you know, um, I woke up it was Sunday morning and I couldn't breathe, you know, stuffed up, sore throat. I was like, ah, just allergies. Then it was last. It was Monday too. I was like, eh, maybe more than allergies. And then Tuesday hit and I was like, oh, I'm dying. And I slammed like a ton of orange juice and I and I OD'd on zinc and I did a couple other things and uh, I woke up to him and. We're good to go. Yeah, I need to start pumping some vitamin C here. It's, yeah, it's I definitely OD on, on, on vitamin C and zinc, and it just knocked it right out of me. It's turning into the shitty time. It's that time in Michigan, man. It's, well, especially in West Michigan, it's that time where everybody's sick. Yep. Everybody's on change of the season, allergies, whatever the hell you want to attribute it to. You know, uh, kids are back in school, and those are just germ factories. Oh, and, God. And all they do is churn out more germs and more crap in those schools that gets everywhere else. I mean, that's that's that time of year. Right. You know? So, you can't avoid it. You just gotta you just gotta push through it. You know, take, uh, take some narcotics and, <laughs> you know, you may not, you may not heal your sickness, but you're not gonna give a fuck. Exactly. You got it. You know? Exactly. That's why I told you, if you guys haven't seen, if you guys didn't go watch the little clip that I put up on our, on our average show's page before, they smoke your Smoke your little green medicine. Yep. Get, you, your, get your head right you know, for the get show. Get your head right, man. You know, that came directly from Uncle Joey Diaz. Yeah, man. we're we're all big big <laughs> fans of uh, good old Uncle Joey here on the Average Joe's MMA show. He's a savage, you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've been listening to him. Listening, I, I fell asleep a couple of nights in a row just like putting on a YouTube playlist of different episodes of Joey. Yeah. Just fall asleep, wake up, fall asleep, wake up to the sounds of Joey Diaz. It's not a bad way. No, you know what? And you know what I've been using too is I've been using his par- you know his uh, a podcast too, but I've also been using that uh, that show that Ari Shafir hosted called. Oh, uh, the um. What's uh, oh god! I can't believe this I, is happening. Yep. Yeah. Oh, dude, that show in general yeah. is hilarious. There's a lot of good. Oh my god, it's huge, and the YouTube has them all uncensored. Have you so you have, have you watched the one with um, Bobby Lee, Ari, and Steve Ranazizi together? Not three of them. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like season. I want to say it's either season one or maybe season two. It's really early, but the three of them are talking about how they used to all work at the comedy store together, and a fight like a fist fight breaks out between like, Ari and Bobby Lee or something. What? It's <laughs> so fucking hilarious. <laughs> This oh. way between those two? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a, <laughs> I know. Not exactly Tyson Holyfield. I know. <laughs> I know. It's it's really, really funny. Oh, oh. I, I've watched all the Joey's on there. Uh, Ralphie was on one. Yep. D.L. Hughley was on. You know, uh, Tom Segura's been on a couple. Yeah. I just turned on that, that playlist. There's like 80 of them. Uh, the, on that playlist. Oh, Bert is... Oh, my God. I need to watch his special that he just put out a couple weeks ago on Showtime. Yeah, I started watching it. Have you? Okay. Yeah, I started I heard watching it. Really it. funny. The yep. Machine. Yeah, we're talking about comedy. So what? 
all these guys do MMA too. Joey, exactly. Joey's a jiu-jitsu jo- practitioner Joey, yeah. every day. Yep. Joey, they all talk uh, like MMA. A, like a doctor. I don't, you can see Ari a, a lot in the background. Him and Duncan. <laughs> there was a few pay-per-views like a few years ago. My friend, and this was before I used to really listen to the the Jerry and stuff like that. But we all used to go to my buddy Ant's house, and like Ant was kind of a casual fan, like a, a David Everett's house kind of guy. Yeah, He'd just come to watch Ronda or John Jones, and then that kind of started. We started kind of turning him into a more bigger fan. Okay, so we started getting all all the pay per views at his house, or whatever. But he listened to a lot of Joe Rogan experience and stuff because he worked in the entertainment industry and. uh you knew about this shit that Ari and Duncan were pulling where they were, like, sitting behind Joe almost, and every time they would get on camera, they would, like, position their arms to make a triangle to make the Illuminati signal. <laughs> and then at one point, at one point, I can't remember what pay-per-view it is, but the camera's on him, and Ari just grabs Duncan and starts making out with him. <laughs> oh, Ari's a freak, man. He's a savage. It yeah, crazy. it was somewhere. Like, I want to say it was either Vegas or California. It was like two years ago, maybe. But it, oh god, it's hilarious. I'll tell one one more Ari Shafir at UFC story, then we can move on to the oh you know, whatever. <laughs> Did you hear the story of of how he passed out at the at a UFC show because no. he ate too many edibles? Yes, yes, I have. Uh. Yes, yes, I have. <laughs> said he, he said he got uh, just in case anyone else didn't listen to it or, or hear this one. He had he had eaten. Um, a cookie, I believe it was. I think it was a cookie. They said, uh, you know, don't take a little bite. This is like a 400 milligram cookie. And he said, what? Screw that. And he ate the whole thing. Thinking, you know, he was... Sounds like Joey and the 200 milligram Death Stars, man. Those little black stars of... Oh, my God. 200 milligrams of popping him and Lee Syed are popping him like jujubes. Lee Syed looks nothing like I thought he was going to. Really? I'm I'm picturing... Well, listening to him, I'm picturing like... A little skinny, nerdy-looking dude oh, no. based on his voice. Yeah. And then I finally see him. I finally watch because I've listened to plenty of it. Mm-hmm. And I finally see him, and I'm like, oh, he's sad. Don't look like what I thought he'd look like. No, not at all. Um, bald head, beard, yep. scraggly, short, chubby dude. Stone is a motherfucker. Yeah, oh, the time. They call him the flying Jew. Eating mushrooms and shit. That's crazy. As I watched their their show just uh, was two days ago, and they had uh, they, they took mushrooms and they took chocolate and mixed up the chocolates to the mushrooms. Yeah. He's eating it, and Lee hates mushrooms, so he's going trying to choke it down. And Joey, like a boss, grabs the whole thing, swallows it one thing, and says, "Come on, man, take it down. Would be a little pussy." They're crazy. They're, they're nuts. nuts. They're absolutely nuts. It's like 10 o'clock at night and Joey's just eating hands full of mushrooms and Death Stars and shit. He starts off his day with like four bowls full. Yeah. You know, of, of different kinds of weed. And he mixing his, mixing his weed and he's like, hey, let's, let's try ape shit. Cool. Let's try that smooth kush. Cool. And he does that on Periscope to w- just to wake up. And once he gets into the studio, after all those uh, uh, Death Stars and whatever else that he's got, and he's... Uh, Feeding them to his guests. Yeah. And the last time I seen Ari Shafir on there, he was sitting there so high. He's like, how oh, you guys fucking do this, man? I don't know what's going on. He was done. Oh, yeah. Done. Been there. Oh, my God. Been there. Too many times <laughs> and it's uncomfortable. Oh, and it's the edibles. I've, I've eaten, I've consumed enough THC where at one point I thought I was going to die. Like, I was so fucked up, and I could not function. I couldn't wait. Like, I was mm. I was nodding out. Well, what had happened was, it was when, back when I first 
injured my back and I was laid up. I didn't have health insurance and stuff. So my my caregiver made me these two different kinds of um, pills with coconut oil and and extract and stuff. And um, and then he'd also given me uh, highly concentrated Rick Simpson oil, which is like what cancer patients and shit take, right? Oh, gotcha. Tells you you only want just a little bit of Simpson oil, like, little dabble, do you? Like like a mouse turd or a piece of rice size. I had at this point. Barely slept in like two weeks, maybe, and I was in so much pain, and I was just like, "Fuck this!" And it was like in the middle of the night. I ate two of these super strong capsules, and then I took a bunch of the Simpson oil. I filled up like a quarter. I had the just had pills to put it in myself because it tastes terrible. And normally I just take a little drop, but I filled up like a good portion of the bottom of this pill and ate it. Knocked me the fuck out. Woke up at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning or whatever. And was like trying to wake up and like laying there. And I just can't. I just keep falling asleep. And, and like, I'm like, oh my god. What the fuck is going on? I'm fucking dying right now. I'm going to be the first person to die off weed ever, you guys. I was so stoked. And I'm immobile. Like I can't yeah, fucking yeah, right? move. Because it hurts. So I'm just laying on my stomach trying to stay awake. And I just feel like I'm going to die. Yeah, that's what edibles do to you, man. Can yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I usually have pretty good results with edibles as long as I know what you know. Somebody made it. I've never bought like a two hundred. Try to eat a two hundred milligram chocolate bar, an eight hundred milligram chocolate bar. But you know, if I stay like about ten milligrams, the average, the average (laughs) Johnny come lately baking in his kitchen weed brownie. You know, I can fucking take a few of those down, no problem. But yeah. So these people that are scientists and know what they're doing, man. I got a friend that owns a edibles company, and I saw him at the cup a few years ago, and he's handing me these two fifty milligram bears, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you trying to do to me here, man? That's just fifty. Like, I'm not. T- I couldn't even imagine two hundred. Those, yeah, those Death Stars. Yeah, those, dude. You know, and Joey's. This is crazy. He's holding this big old bag full, and each one of them are two hundred. He's got this monstrous bag. I can only imagine how much that damn thing costs. And he pops and he's like, there's 200. Uh, I'm going to dance the devil. You might as well leave. Right. It's like the third one down. He's like, that's 600. He's like, Lee, you want a couple more? Yeah, at least, yeah. yeah. And he takes a couple more. And he's, the guest, I think he had Felipe on at the time. Uh, Felipe and another dude, uh, another comic. And they're just like, bro, you're going to die, bro. Yeah. He's like, what's wrong with you, bro? You're going <laughs> to die. He's like, I'm a savage. Who do you think you're talking to? Joy Bananas? <laughs> and I mean, you know, anybody that knows me knows that I can, I can handle. Yeah, oh, no doubt about I, it. I can handle my shit, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes those edibles, you don't know what you're getting yourself into, and it's just one tope over the line, and you're fucked. Yeah, Ryan's gonna listen back to this <laughs> shit and be like, "Where? This is what happens this when is... I leave the show. I'm not on for a week, and you guys go on a 20 minute fucking rant about weed edibles. Like, what the shit?" It all connects. You see, Joe Rogan does it. Rogan's the uh, the announcer. And, right. You know, this is all UFC related stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's all let's, right, let's, do this. let's focus on some. So we had actually it's a big weekend period for MMA. Um, yeah. Two cards out of the UFC, an Invicta card Friday night, which we ain't going to talk about, but it happened. Um, a Bellator card. Yeah, yeah. Bellator and UFC going head to head. Right. Um, 
you know, we'll, we'll get into Bellator a little bit. I, I didn't, neither one of us really watched it live, but I seen um, some, I seen enough highlights where there's, that's there's a, a couple yeah, fights I, watched, I want to talk about. Yep, them. I watched enough highlights and stuff and got the gist of it. But um, personally, out of the two cards, I was far more impressed with the first card. I watched Belfast uh, pretty much most of the way through at work. Uh, I missed the Pearson Ray fight because I was traveling between work and home. Uh, got home in time to watch the main event, but uh, yeah, out of the two cards, I definitely thought that the Belfast card had better fights. I had a, um, it was like a night cold coma. I was in and out, so I didn't get to watch them anyway, so I'd record them and watch them later. But uh, the Belfast card for me, again, reiterate that, definitely got more quality out of that, I feel. Uh, especially the main event, or the main cards. Uh, yeah. Um, I didn't get. To, I, I watched bits and pieces of the prelims because I wanted to see Kevin Lee. You know, and I wanted to see. Uh, I forget who else it was. Uh, it was Horry Gucci. I wanted to see. Yep. Um, and Cooper, who's beautiful. Just, yeah. Um, Michigan girl. I haven't. You know, I just started following her on Twitter. I didn't realize I, I had tweeted her. She's like yeah. retweet my shit. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, I just, I tweeted I just her. Uh, sent her. Uh, just. Uh, followed her and put her on my MMA list. I didn't realize I didn't have. Yeah, her yeah. She was on. She was on the Claudia and Joanna season of of um, Ultimate Fighter, and that's where I first found her. And then you know, obviously through that final, she was in, from Michigan and stuff. But yeah, I, uh, I just sent her out like you know, just one of those. Hey, good luck on the fight tweets. Um, you know, everyone back here, back home in Michigan's rooting for you, whatever. And she jumped on it. Yeah, liked, retweeted it, and then. I said you guys are hooking up. <laughs> I wish she's got. She's dating some fucking boxer guy from Michigan. Oh yeah. 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 yeah I, I watched this entire card from uh, the first fight to the last fight, man, because I was at work and it was a slow day, and so right. And my boss doesn't bitch and complain when I make her watch all these MMA fights. And, well, let's I, talk about this uh, main event. Yeah. The, that that all of us, including Ryan. Picked absolutely correctly. Yeah. Um, yeah. We did a, a perfect job. Clean sweep on that Clean one. sweep on that one, yeah. Uh, Gegard Musasi absolutely proved that the result of the last time that these two guys were in the cage was a complete fluke. And it was. It absolutely, oh, even you're right. Hall yeah. repeatedly said it. He was on, the, he was on uh, Unfiltered. Look, I can't believe did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what I've seen uh, on Gegard Musasi that I continue to see is... His octagon IQ, yep. his his ring awareness, and his the intelligence is continues to go to improve greatly. This is beyond. This is before the physical stuff comes into to play. This is before the the strength and conditioning and the, anything from your body comes into play. His mind is getting better and better in that cage. He's seeing things two steps ahead. Yep. He's playing chess. He's uh, and he's reacting properly. He just keeps getting better and better in that aspect. Now he's also uh, when I first seen Gegard, I thought of him more as a wrestler. Now his striking is yep. coming along great. I mean, he wins this one by a knockout. Yeah, uh, I've seen. I'm watching this this young man evolve uh, and on all levels. Yeah, I mean, and he's, you know, he's he's. He's going to be knocking on the door for some higher level competition. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be one of those guys that says, "Oh, you beat your right off title shot." It's not how it works. No, right but here. he's 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 one. I think he's one fight away, 
in in this division he's at he should be four at five or four right now behind. Yeah, he got to five. Yep. So he's sitting there. I mean, but he's got a four fight win streak, and he's he's got a four fight win streak against names. Names, and, you know, you know, not the. I mean, obviously we got Vitor, but that's. A different Vitor, yeah. but it's still uh, he uh, he dominated. But he was still him. ranked at the time that Vitor still still ranked fighter when Gegard beat him. Yeah, and how many wins did he put together before that? You're at Hall loss. He was two. Okay, he was two. Then he lost to Jacare before that. He's lost to Leo. I mean, but he's beaten Mark Munoz. So he's beaten Dan Henderson. He's beaten Costas Phillips. Yeah, it's tough. He's, tough he's in the he's in the position. You know? He's got two fights left on his contract. He said Monday on with Ariel that. He really wants this fight, his next fight, to be with Luke Rockhold. Okay. He beats Luke Rockhold. That puts him at the, the title contender. I would think so. And his last fight would be for the title. And then, as a champion, they've got to resign him. Should he win, then show him the money. Right. He, Should he lose, then he can resign or test his, his fortunes elsewhere. I don't think he's going anywhere anyway. But I think he's in such a great spot in the yeah. UFC. You know, people, they, they dig him, the fans dig him, he puts on great performances, he's worth money. His personality, he's starting to show his personality more. Yeah. Um, he's let that come out a little bit more, which is which has helped him because he's always, him and Damian Maya are kind of very similar guys in their personalities. They were very quiet. Gegard's a lot more outspoken even before, but <laughs> Very reserved guys don't do a lot of calling out. Just but Gegard learned that that's what you got to do, and he started to do it. It was the shit with Connor that came up, you know, and he's, all that. He's, he's evolved. Yeah, he's evolved. He's gotten times. yeah. He's gotten smarter you know? as knowing that well, my athletic prowess isn't always just going to be what's going to give me my right. title shot. I have to have something else behind it. I got to be marketable. Yep. You know, I got to have. Uh, uh, Big controversy because controversy makes cash. Yep, he's been adapting, he's been evolving uh, on that aspect, on the high IQ aspect, on his striking aspect. He just keeps getting better every time I see him, and I look forward to watching his fights all the time. Me too. You know, against whoever, I don't care. I'm absolutely always, love watching the Musashi fight. Always excited, and I mean, he he was absolutely perfect in this fight. Right, okay. patient, didn't rush anything. Uh, let Uriah try all that spinning bullshit, and then when the opportunity and it didn't rattle him, it didn't, no, and it, not it didn't at all. He was him, completely you know, prepared for it. He wasn't worried about it. like you nope. see some cats when they're they're fighting against a spinny guy. They're like they're the reserves. Like, is you gonna spin now? Is he was. Gonna, you know, he was stare at exactly. it too much. He was tentative, not tentative, but just smart on his engaging. He let Uriah come to him and try that spin shit. Yeah. And when the opportunity presented itself, he countered, hit him, got him up against the cage, took him down, and it was over. Game over. Great win for him. It was. And I don't know what you do with, and actually I need to bring it up because Ryan mentioned Uriah. Um, I don't know what you do with Uriah Hall from here. He he is his own worst enemy. He mentally cannot stay in it at all. He even talked about uh, before the fight, uh, after his last loss to Derek Brunson, he was talking about quitting. <clears throat> or maybe it was the Robert Whitaker fight. One of them, he was like, he was done, and his brother talked him out of it because his little brother is a boxer or something like that, and is getting young. And when his little brother was like, "Well, if you're quitting, I'm quitting," he didn't want to be responsible for for that. But he's admitted like he just mentally isn't isn't there. Um, he's on a three 
fight Skid, you know, he's lost three in a row. Um, what you do with him, I guess, is if if, if his mind is, his whole heart isn't in fighting, don't do it. He's been he's been in a, a ginormous disappointment in what he was, what he could have been, and his could have been. what he, what his athletic talent and what he, the fire he had coming yeah. out of the Ultimate Fighter. I mean, he's had how many fights on this? Three, six, nine, ten, eleven. He's had eleven fights in the UFC. And he's only won five. He's won five, lost six. And, and of that six, and, three in a row. And most of the, most of the wins have been against nobodies. Aside from the... Tiago Santos, and then I was going to say the Musasi is, yeah. is his marquee win. Leaving, but... That's not a leaving that... You know, that's a leaving that's been so brutalized. And that was the doctor stoppage. That was his last fight. That was yeah. when he couldn't get off the stool and he was like, I'm done. Yep. So that was not a fresh leave, and that was a leave. No, that, that was a, like a twenty concussion later leave. Yeah, that was a lot of years of hard drugs. He lost to Johnny Howard. He lost to Natal, Whitaker, Brunson, uh, and do you think Howard is he even in the organization anymore? I don't. I, I don't know if he is or not. I don't think he is. I think they cut Doomsday. No, maybe not. He hasn't had a fight right since two thousand and fifteen. So. I mean, we can look it up. Yeah, we'll look it up. I doubt it with that. But with this record the way it was, I don't know if he is anymore. Dude. I don't think he is. So, yeah, it's like, what do you do with Uriah Hall from here? Um, Ryan said it depresses him that Hall never became the fighter he could have been. Some, some gifts, physical gifts, that if he was just smart enough and determined enough to do it, to take advantage of, he's in the World Series of Fighting now. Okay. Oh, yeah, he lost, he's a, one one. He lost, a, he lost a little Nermagomedov. Yeah, Nerm- yeah. Yeah, just in October. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's uh, Habib's little brother. Yep. So, uh, but Uriah, I'll go back to Uriah. He's got physical Gifts. Absolutely, he's that a very role. talented athlete, and he showed a lot of prowess on the Ultimate Fighter. He doesn't have that. I don't. I don't want to call it if it's awareness or IQ or it's a mental whatever, block. But it's it's something upstairs that's not letting him. He's you know, got push forward. He's got the. I was just talking about this with somebody, not specifically about Uriah Hall, but he's got this. He's got the David Loazzo issue, <clears throat> and I've been watching. The last few days been watching the Ultimate Fighter come back, so that's kind of where David Loazzo mm-hmm. popped up because a lot of the guys that ended up on that show were off of losses to David Loazzo. What like Loazzo was supposed to be this big thing, and like the you know had compare comparison and gifts with like Anderson Silva, but it just when it got to the big fight, he just couldn't put it together so- mentally. There was a really good documentary about Loazzo and GSP. It used to be on uh, Netflix. I don't remember if it still is anymore. But it, it, it really delves into a lot of the mental 
blocks and, and where uh, Dave Loazzo kept fucking himself over because gosh. of his own not being able to mentally get out of his own way. And I see a lot of that in Uriah Hall. That makes a lot, lot of sense. A lot of potential, but just yeah. can't mentally get out of their own way. All the potential, all the gifts, all the physical stuff that you need, mm-hmm. but fighting is, is not just, it's only quarter physical. Everything is fucking mental and hard, baby. Yep. You know, if you don't have, if, if you're not upstairs, if you're not committed, the physical stuff ain't gonna do you any good. Right. Um, and I'm, What do you think, Ryan? <laughs> he said, Musasi looked really good, and Tim Kennedy needs an opponent, which we'll get into later. Beating Belfort Hall and Kennedy in quick succession would vault him into serious title talk. You're not here for me to argue with why you're wrong there, but um, why Tim Kennedy is not the fight for Gegard Musasi. Tim Kennedy? Yeah. Uh, he, Gegard doesn't get anything. There's nothing, nothing. Nothing to, hey. to, to win on that. He needs someone. He's number five now. He needs a rock hold. Yeah, Definitely exactly. He needs a rock hold. Um, um, I don't think he wants. Jacare would help, but I don't think he wants Jacare. No, no. Not, not at this point. No. Um, and he even said, Gegard said he was on, like I said, on with Ariel Monday. He said he's not fighting until March. He's taking some time off. Because he's fought pretty. Yeah. Um, in succession. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's a good idea. Take some time. A lot of the fighters want to take time off for the holiday season. Um, uh, I know Bisping said that. So I'm taking a. Yep, you know, yep, Bisping's not going to fight till like March. Taking holidays off. And, Plus, uh, he needs to heal up a little bit. Uh, Habib Nurmagomedov, uh, for religious reasons, mm-hmm. has something coming up, Ramadan. Ramadan, yep. And, and he's a very devout Muslim, so we see he has some of that where, he, where there's a. I forget how long it is, and I don't want to insult I, Yeah, I'm not sure either, so but yeah, we won't but speculate. There's, a, there's a, a, a block of time where they can't, they're not supposed to work. Yep. You know, it's, it's so, um, so Habib has to do that because that's what he believes in and good for him. Uh, so th- there's a lot of fighters around this time that's going to take some time off, and we're going to start getting, you know, I think we're going to see, you know, after Ronda on the 30th, we might see a little downfall. In the quality of fights, in, in terms of just oh, I know. names on paper. I know what you mean. Not necessarily the quality yep. of the ring. But no, just, the, the superstar you know, power. Yeah, 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 yeah. The names. We're not going to see those until around March or so. We're going to see that January, February kind of taking that off. You know, they're recruiting because we've had a big year, brother. Well, let's see. What do we got? 200, 205. I mean, we've had a lot of big stuff. We've got 208s. What is 208? 208s Ronda, right? Or is that 207? Seven. That's 7. Well, the 206 is Rumble, which yep. is on December yep. 10th. Then December 30th is 07. That's Ronda and Amanda Nunes. 209 is Brooklyn. Where's 208? I, Vegas, I think. I think that would make sense. I think 209's in Vegas, and then 210 is in Anaheim. We're going to use the official average show's MMA show computer to look this up. Because we don't think about these things. Because... <laughs> Shit just comes up in conversation, and we—I mean, we prep, we do prepare, but we don't go. Okay, we should probably know where these three things are. Nobody fucking thinks about that shit. So, uh, but let's take a look. And see what yeah, I know there's 07 no. Seven is shaped up really nice. Yeah, seven shaped up nice. Um, there are. I just want to put out there too that uh, um, Scott Owens and Dale, my buddy Scott and Dale, that I talk about all the yep. time, we're hooking up for 07. Okay. Um, we're setting that up now. We're trying to get together for that one because I know um, I, I know Dale is looking forward to it. I know Scott's looking forward to it. I had such a great time re- reconnecting with a buddy over there. 
uh, and Scott's, uh, if we're doing it at Scott's house with his beautiful wife Heidi, who them, they hosted us last time, or Dale and his beautiful uh, girlfriend Angie, I think we might be going to their place, I'm not sure, but just so everyone knows, you know, uh, the average shows are invading Scott and Dale again, and, you know, I might do, I might record a little bit from them, Okay. you know, um, maybe a couple interviews or something we can play on the air, because they're, they're, they're brilliant, they're smart, they know their stuff, and, uh, you know. Maybe, maybe we'll get a little recording from them someday. Maybe do a little nice. interview with them. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think it'd be fun. But we're watching 207 with them. And I started looking over the 207 card. I was like, mother, this is really 207 a really good card. You know? They, they, really good card. I mean, you got Dillashaw and Lineker, Carlos Jr. And, uh, oh, God, I can't think of the guy's first name. Uh, Valatori. Yeah. Uh, Timmy Means. And, uh, Cowboy and Alcari, Cowboy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Mullet Pyle and... Like Pyle, you know, Pyle's fun to watch from time to time. You got the last fight of Johnny Hendricks, in my opinion. Yeah, probably. Against Magny. I don't think we're going to see Hendricks again after that because he's going to get the brake speed off me. He's going to yeah, say, I'm done, guys. Probably. But Verdun Velasquez. Yeah, Cruz and Garbrandt yeah. for the title, and then Nunes and, and Rousey. Even, it's not even done yet. No, this that's just probably the main card. You got probably the main card right here in these six. And then, you know, down here starting prelims, but we got a lot of. There's still. A good four fights to be signed. Oh, for absolutely. Um, I don't think any fights have been signed for 208. That's where I was just going to look now. Yeah, 208. Oh, 208's in Anaheim. Anaheim. I thought I, I had them confused. So then it's 210 that's in Vegas, 209's at Barclays, and then, yeah, so then 210's in Vegas. And 210 is at the T Mobile Arena. Yep. Um, so that's. That leads us all the way up. I mean, there's a lot of fight nights and stuff to come to, so... Oh, yeah. But that's just pay-per-views leading no. up to March. Oh, God. How did you... That's, <laughs> oh, Jesus. I was, uh, I was laughing when I read this uh, a day or two ago. <laughs> and, uh, I was I had taken a nap. I was sick. I woke up, and I read this message that was sent to Ryan and I. <laughs> and it said, the UFC... Why does the UFC hate BJ Penn? I was like, what the heck? What does that mean? I didn't know what it meant. But I was bored. It's like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. So I was, I was watching the MMA Hour live, and then shit was just breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. And this fight got announced for the UFC Phoenix card. Uh, is going to be headlined by BJ Penn taking on Yair Rodriguez, and um, and I said it's just like. Every the last five fights they've tried to line up for BJ have just been horrible for him. Cole Miller, Dennis Seaver. Um, there was somebody else I can't think of now, and then the bully. Yeah. And now Yair Rodriguez. Like, why are you doing this to this guy? Why don't you just leave him alone, man? Leave the guy alone. Hasn't he done enough for you already? Now you're going to put him in there with El Pantera and get his head ripped off? I mean, BJ could, could get... I mean, Ugh, I don't know. I don't even want to stay. BJ could still win, but he's going to get the shit kicked out of him. I mean, yeah. he's still going to get beaten up a lot. Yeah. Oh, good. You know? Ben Saunders. And Corp. Yeah, that's a good fight. Two ultimate, and, uh, ultimate Fighter alumni is Ben Saunders and Corp McGee. They may have even been on the same season together. I think you might be right. See, I'm not... We need Ryan for this stuff. Yeah, I remember seasons, but not like <laughs> Ryan. Like I wasn't. Like, it wasn't. It was this season and this season where these two guys were. I mean, I can tell you where a lot of guys' seasons were, but I fell off like nine or ten, probably. Well, before Tony got on there because I didn't have cable. So that's where I, I fell off in between there. Uh, the last one I watched was the one with uh, GSP and. 
No, so that was Hughes and Sarah. GSP and Koscheck. It's a Koscheck? Yeah. That was the last one I watched, and then I, I lost cable and everything. I was in a bad place. Bad stuff happens, guys, but I pulled out of it. And then by the time I came back around to watch the next one, it was Brock and JDS, and I was at uh, my brother-in-law, Richard yep, Serino's right. house. That's when I came back. Cause I missed a lot yeah, of I, the ultimate fight in between that time. I didn't come back until maybe... It was probably Ron and Misha was what was the one that brought oh, me back. Okay, yeah, I watched some of that too, but I that just, that, that was, was the one I couldn't get into it anymore. That was the one that brought me back and kind of got me back hooked into watching it again. And then I stuck. I I couldn't even though I wanted to, couldn't get into Connor and Uriah. Um, I couldn't because I knew they weren't going to fight. Exactly. I that really was the other thing. thing. I want to see the two coaches square off. I mean, sometimes, like, like season two was okay. You know, you had Hughes and Rich. They didn't fight. Yeah. But you had the two champions at the time. But at that point, they didn't establish. It wasn't really, uh, you know, five seasons in of established right. coach coach fight. Right. I mean, that season. was the first season was Randy and Chuck, and they, they yeah. fought. Third season was Tito. And but, I mean, the second season... Just because the first one did it doesn't mean the second one Right, after. exactly. Once you're five, six, seven, eight deep or they're doing it, now it's a tradition. Yep. Now I gotta see it. Yeah, exactly. Barring injury. There's only been a few where the coaches didn't fight. Um, but yeah, that was definitely a disappointment. It didn't make sense, especially I mean Brock and, and Junior didn't fight, but that was injury related. That was injury related. You know, they were they were intended scheduled to, to fight. Yeah. yeah. Um you know, there's been a few other ones where people pulled out. Uriah was supposed to fight Dominic. And then Dominic got hurt. And then, well, that's another shock. Yeah, right. That was, He's been healthy for a while now. Yeah, this was this was this was like the start. It might have been a second knee injury or something. It was like the did he have like three major knee surgeries? Um, I think he had two. two. I think he had two knee surgeries, and then he tore his groin or something. Was oh, okay. one of the other ones. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, he, I think he he may have had three. It might have been. Yeah. I know he had two on one knee. And then he might have had a third one on the I know there was three. I know there was three injuries or three surgeries, but I don't know if it was because he didn't have to have surgery for the groin. That was that was just rehabbing, just rehabbing and healed gotcha. up. Um, kind of, I think I similar. I can tell you what from uh, pulling and tearing groin. Um, there's no difference in pain. No, if you pull it bad enough, it's just as bad oh, as yeah. a tear on the pain, and you cannot move. Right, and, you know, trying to walk, you you have to. Walk to wrap it up as tight as possible to the point where you have no circulation and just wobble. That's all you can do. It's it, uh, with a bad groin pull. Right. Yeah. Same with a high ankle sprain. You get a high ankle sprain, it, you might as well break your ankle because it's not going to heal for a good eight weeks. Oh yeah, dude. Or ten I've, weeks I've, or more. I've had some you know, torn torn ligaments and some pretty bad. The first time I ever busted my ankle really bad and didn't break it, the doctor straight up told me you'd have been better off breaking yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that so many times. I'm like, oh, cool, <laughs> cool. Thanks, Doc. I was like eight, 17, going yeah. into my senior season of football. They're like, yeah, you'd have been better off breaking it. Right. Sweet, man. That's that's awesome news. That's, the bone would heal faster than what these things are going to heal. Yeah. Basically the. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. Um, and, and Dominic has had that so much, man. He, he was on such a he had such a bad string of luck. Yeah, and uh, he's been healthy for a good clip now. Right, and um, he's got. I mean, he's got a hell of a fight coming up. So we'll absolutely, talk, we'll talk about that when that happens. Absolutely, right? he's been healthy for a while now. He's the champ, and good on him. I hope he stays healthy because he's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, As for this one. You know. Great win for Gegard. Absolutely. We'll see what happens next. Uh, 
this fight. Yeah. Don't need to talk about this. No, Pearson. Pearson needs. So Ryan did have a thought on that, and and I will read. It just said Ross Pearson. uh, Stevie Ray and Ross Pearson. Yep, Stevie Ray and Ross Pearson. Kind of there was some controversy in there, whatever. Ross Pearson needs to retire, go to Bellator, and make some coin hard with the slide he's on, though. Yeah, Ross Pearson uh, might. I, I don't know how good his his coaching skills are. I don't know how much of a people person he is. I don't really know a lot about Ross, Ross Pearson like, as a person. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. If he could be a good like instructor, but he is not competing on a UFC level no. anymore. He hasn't won. A, he hasn't won a fight since March. I mean, he's fought a lot. Yeah, he's fought, but he's lost. You know. Uh, He's fought five times this year and lost four. Right. Um, I mean, and most they've all been decisions. Like he's not getting. He lost to Brooks. He lost to Masvidal, and now Stevie Ray. Brooks and, and Masvidal, you know, not not bad losses to have, especially you know they're unanimous decisions. All of them, nothing yeah. close. But yeah, it's. I mean, he's the king of the decision loss. He hasn't knocked anybody out. Excuse me, since 2015. Oh, yeah, Sam Stout. Oh, which, yeah, whatever. They got knocked out by Ally Quintos. But look, this this is what this is what makes me look at what the, what the Ross Pearson of today is. Um, he fought five times and good on him for fighting that much this year, and he lost four of them. Is that going to get any better in 2017? No. I don't see it. Not in this. Because he's not going to get any, you know, he's not going to get any real fights. He's going to be relegated down to... Very, very opening stuff. And if he has one more loss, four losses in a row, they're going to boot him. 55 is becoming... A sh- I mean, it already is a shark tank, but even even outside of the top five, it's getting... in top ten, it's... It's becoming the most competitive. That, that's what I was just going to say. Most dangerous and know, most competitive uh, division, probably. The hardest one to break into. Absolutely. Uh, all those, you can say all those things about And I mean, right there's, there's only... Tougher guys potentially coming in. We were talking before the show, Justin Gagey yeah. from World Series of yeah. Fighting, which if you aren't aware of Justin Gagey, you should probably go and watch some of his fights because the kid is phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenally talented. But he's only got two fights left on his contract, and there's some. he was broke today that he's going to test free agency. I'm sure the UFC is going to do everything they can to sign Definitely. him. Bellator is going to try really hard too because they're trying to re-bolster their... 155 division right. and losing Will Brooks and, and some others, but if Gagey goes to the UFC, that just makes it more dangerous, uh, man. Makes those waters even murky. Exactly. Right? Try to, you know, be a shark at 150. It's hard to be a shark at 155 because there's a lot of, you know, bigger sharks yep. and more dangerous sharks yep. out there ready to take a bite out of you. And just, just because these guys aren't fighting in the UFC now doesn't mean that they aren't UFC caliber guys. It's just guys that got it, you know, got signed to other organizations early. I get up. I get. I got a feeling that uh, we've. If we haven't seen the last of Ross Pearson, he's got one fight left to save his job. I don't. Just because I don't know his contract. That's why I said if he doesn't have any fights left in his contract, I don't know I don't what his contract is. Him. Yeah. Oh, they're definitely not resigning him yeah. either way. I think. I think Ross is done. He's a veteran. Um, you know, he's thirty-two years old. He still has. He's a vet, but he still has enough in the tank where he could go to a lower-level organization. And try to be that you know that mentor to the young kids, or um, take some of those gatekeeper fights. I mean, he's just he's not UFC caliber anymore, and uh, I, I don't see him making it any kind of run or turnaround uh, in the UFC. Just the way it is. Sorry, Ross. So apparently, according to our friend Ryan, 
the UFC. I was unaware that Gegard Mousasi had offered to fight Tim Kennedy because oh. as of Monday, but I guess maybe Monday he said he had no interest in fighting. But yeah, he just he messaged me about twenty minutes ago. I sent him a picture of the thing or whatever. And then a picture of him. Yeah, him and the family, and he messaged me back and said that yeah, he just saw that the UFC had turned down Musasi's offer to fight. So that's news to me. Okay. Well, so breaking news to all of us. Thanks, Ryan, for yeah. contributing, even though you're not here. You're right, brother. Well <laughs> done. Now I won't draw random penises on your face. <laughs> I wouldn't do that with a picture of your wife or your daughter anyway. No. I'd, just, I'd grab a solo picture of you to do that. You know? <laughs> There's plenty of them to choose from. This that, sweet Jake Plummer mustache. Oh, that ridiculous thing. Yeah, we love you, brother. You're absolutely a pain in the ass. We love, we love to pick on you, especially uh, me. The one fight I want to... There's, there's actually two fights uh, that yeah, I want there's to talk a about couple, this card. Absolutely, I've got Arnold a couple. Arnold Lovoff looked yeah. awesome. Yeah. Looked awesome against uh, Ishihara. Uh I mean, Lobov isn't the most graceful fighter, and he's not the strongest fighter, but Ishihara is an elusive bastard. He's quick. Very he's, much. And he's hard to hold on to, um, and he's hard to hit, and Lobov laid the hammer down. Yeah, Ishihara. I love those, those standing the hammer, hammer fists. fists. Yeah, I did those too. Hand, I loved that shot. I mean, it took a, uh, Ishihara off guard. What the? Yeah. That's a ground move. You don't do that standing. Ishihara was yeah. really, looked really unimpressive for me um, in comparison to what I know he can be. Yeah, but you can definitely see the benefits that Artem Lovov has been having with being this training partner for Connor oh for these big gosh. title fights and stuff like that. Like, it has he, boosted his level from 5 to 50. Yeah, I he, mean, is, he is he's he's evolving. so much improved. Very much evolving. Um, that's not a bad guy to kind of buddy up to, you know, Conor no. McGregor. Wow, not a bad position to be in yeah. at all. If you got that guy that, you know, he's he's in your corner, and he was in his corner. Yeah, and, you know, this is, this is we know what's going to happen. It kind of sucks when you're out there and you're fighting and you give your all, and the, the, the fans are chanting, Conor, Conor. Right. <laughs> you know, you know what's going to happen, but he's on your side, so... Yeah. Not a bad guy to have. Not a bad guy to have in your you corner know, he, at he, all. He, he, you can afford the best training with him. He'll always he'll always have the best equipment yep. in his gym. You know, he'll have the best guys around to train with. And uh, and Artem Lovov seems like a legit cool cat. You know, like he like he's very appreciative of it. Uh, he doesn't do a lot of interviews, but the interviews that I do see him do, they're fun. Yeah, he's yeah. a fun guy to he's, listen he's, to. He's talk. awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I like I like Artem a lot. I like and again, I think Connor rubs off on him on that, on that aspect as well. Not Definitely. just the fighting, but the handling yourself outside of the fighting. He's teaching him how to make how to market himself and how to be likable and a how lot to of this it. and that. A know? lot of I mean the SBG guys in general are are all benefiting from what Connor is and become. And like John said, you know, when when you're in a gym, you aspire to be what the best guy in your gym is. Well, they just happen to have somebody yeah. pretty special to be the best guy in their yeah. gym. So, when we wrestled, everyone wanted to be Matt Brink. Right. Everybody wanted to be Matt Brink. Everyone wanted to, to test him. Yep. Everyone wanted to just uh, uh, spar with him. What's the call? We just wanted to wrestle with him, roll with him, whatever you want to call it. Yep. In, uh, in wrestling terms, everyone wanted to be him. Yeah. You know, even the, even when he was only a freshman and came in, the seniors wanted to be him because he was that good. Yep. 
that's where Connor is in this gym. Everyone wants to aspire to be him because he's that good. Exactly. You know, um, and they're reaping the benefits. You know, it's a big win for Artemovov. Definitely. This is a big any win for him right now is big. But you know, Ishihara's a vet. He's been around and he's a tough yeah. fight. Ishihara's a tough guy. Yeah. Um, what was the other fight you wanted to talk about? I got a Kevin Lee. Yep. Okay. Perfect. I got a couple other ones that I wanted to touch okay. on too. So we'll we'll go through that one. Kevin Lee fought a very very tough Russian monster. Yeah. I mean, this guy. His chin of granite, uh, Makhmed Mustafiv. Most, most of it, I can't pronounce Mustafaev. Must, thank you. Makhmed um, Mustafaev. It's a tough, tough Very man. tough yeah. dude. And he broke his arm. Um, and Kevin Lee went in there and controlled him, dominated him, and put on that Michigan ass whooping. So proud of Kevin Lee. So happy for Kevin Lee. You know, we talk about Tony a lot on this show because Very. of what he is. But Kevin Lee is not any different to no. us. We want the same thing for this man, yeah. too. Yeah, just because Kevin wasn't born in our hometown, I mean, he's Detroit, but he came over, he trained out of Grand Rapids. He exactly. spent a lot of time. He's a West Michigan guy. We definitely And he still reps Michigan. To- you know, totally. he doesn't come to the ring from Oxnard, California. He comes out from, you know, he yeah. comes out from he's, Michigan. He's the Motown phenom. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> and he's a good kid, and he's a very talented fighter, and I'm so happy he got this victory over a tough rush. Yeah, Michigan MMA represented on this card yeah. quite well between Kevin and, and uh, ABC yourself. Uh, what did you think about the post-fight interview with Kevin? Did you did you see the the interview he did after the fight? Not the post-fight, but just the, the right after with, um, was it Dan Hardy? Yeah, with Dan Hardy. Where he just basically said, fuck this way, I don't want to talk about it. And he just started calling everybody out, like talking shit about Connor. And Connor was, yeah. Like shit on Eddie. Yeah. He told Eddie, he, Eddie was an, he blew it. He was an embarrassment to the division and yes, blew it. And yep, yep, I've seen that one. Kevin Lee ain't making no friends, man. That's all right. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. He's not there to make friends, there to make money. Exactly. Good on him. You know, Good Connor, one. Connor didn't come out trying to make friends. Nope. And he's the one making the money, so you know what? Do the same thing and do it better than him. Uh, I want to talk about Horiguchi and Bagatinov real quick. Uh, fight. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no problem. This was a, this was a pretty important fight in the 125 division. Uh, both these guys, former title challengers and title contenders now, um, put on a really good... I mean, Horiguchi put on an impressive fight. Yeah. Bagatinov is no joke mm-hmm. whatsoever. And I know, but he was, he, was, he was just dominated. I think, um, and I've heard a few other people as far as their opinion with Horiguchi, he, of anybody that's gotten rematches or has deserved rematches with Mighty Mouse, he might be the one that could potentially beat him. He's evolved a lot as a fighter and yeah. gotten much better since the last time he fought Money Mouse. I want to see where they've placed him after that victory. He should be like three or four. I was going to say three. It is three. Okay. So, obviously Mighty Mouse gets the that winner of this Ultimate Fighter thing, yep. right? This, this whole fiasco yeah. where they're going to spend whatever amount of money putting together this show that's going to pick out one guy, that one guy's going to go in there and get completely destroyed by Mighty Mouse. Right. He might be next in line. Should yeah. Mighty Mouse decide not to jump weight? Here's what's... A super fight? Well, or, you know. unfortunately, if... Because you got Benavidez and Cejudo are fighting each other on that show, and... Oh, uh, that might be the number one contender eliminator. I don't necessarily think Cejudo... It, it benefits Horiguchi if Cejudo beats Benavidez because I don't think they, ought, they will give Cejudo the rematch right away because of how bad he got starched. Hmm. 
But if Benavidez wins the show, Joe's got to... How many shots has Joe already had at him? Has it been one or two? It might have already been. It might, if it's two, I can't remember. If it's two, then I, I would definitely skip. Hey, you might be 100% right. Um, Benavidez. Benavidez. He's already okay, so yeah, he has already fought twice. It was Benavidez and Dodson who's who both. Yeah, had I knew shots. I knew Dodson obviously had fought him twice. I couldn't remember if Joey already had to. So and I mean, Gucci, you know, he got caught and he got subbed. Yeah, in the fifth round, but he but I mean he put on a pretty decent. To make it to the fifth, when yeah, he, you know, yeah. Um, I mean, Bagatinov loses by decision to him, but yeah, I, I, it definitely if if Joe wins, I guess you do have he does have the argument for it, but I think they're gonna end up giving Joe that third fight. Yeah, just because, but it's it all depends on if Mighty Mouse jumps. Right, if he goes up to thirty five for that super fight with Dominic, he may want to hold two belts now. Or yeah, try. Or try. You know? I mean, he just, I, I think he just wants to try to get that loss off his record. Oh, that too. Most yeah. of all. But yeah, I, I, I definitely want to touch on Gooch. Um, we talked about Amanda Bobby Cooper. She did a yeah, good Yeah, she, she did awesome. She looked great. Um, is that her official debut? No. Because I don't remember her fight before. She fought. What? No, you're right. That is her official debut. It was the Ultimate Fighter. She, yeah, she lost to Tatiana Suarez in the Ultimate Fighter, so that's her first fight since so, uh, then. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that was just all the way back in July. I'm thinking she fought one more time for some reason. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's her, her first official fight. Well, second official fight, but... She's awesome. Off the show, she's yeah. Probably, and she's definitely... She came... Evolved a lot from where she was coming off that show. Her striking's gotten a lot better. Um... She's she's always been pretty good on the ground, but uh, and almost was not an easy a, a gimme fight for her, and she, she no, did well. No, definitely not. Um, Marion Renault looked really awesome uh, with a third round TKO over somebody that I don't the think rare you know, TKO that you get in the you know in the women's division. You yep. don't see a lot of them, uh, um, but I believe Renault has had. I mean, I don't think it's... Yeah, maybe it was her first in the UFC. But she needed that win. Definitely. You know, coming off of a uh, loss to uh, Evan Smith at home. Yep. And she needed a win to, you know, kind of bring her back together. And she's, you know, moving to 13th in the bantamweight division. It's not really... Yeah, she's not... not, not really know, I don't really know where she's going to go because she's already 39 years old. You know, she's, right. she's an elder statesman in that, in that division. Definitely. She doesn't have... Uh, a lot of years left. She looked good, though. But I she mean, looked good. Yeah, she looked She looked Not crisp. just good for a 39-year-old. She just looked, looked good, yeah. period. Her performance overall was really good, period. Yeah. There was nothing, you know, it wasn't, I mean, she controlled her for four minutes and 38 seconds. Uh, I think that was her first fight. I don't recall ever seeing her do Oh, that. no, she's been around for a while. We just had it. When did she fight? She fought Pena? I don't remember that fight. I don't remember that fight either. Round one, she got knocked out in the first, and then against, yeah, I don't know. She got knocked out in the first against Pena. Maybe that's why I don't remember her. It wasn't really a, much of a fight. No, I don't either. I, I, I thought it was her first fight. But, yeah, Renault looked good. Um, for a free, I mean, for a fight pass card. Yeah, was, this was a good card. Cummings looked good, good, even though he didn't make weight. Uh, we saw the debut of another SBG fighter, even though he didn't have a real great performance in Charlie Ward. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Corner stash, 
Spanish. Oh, poor uh, Spanish got beat by Volkov. Fair fight, I guess it was. There was nothing really exciting about no, it. No, it was. A lot of stuff, a lot of uh, uh, control against the cage. That, I mean, just, it wasn't an exciting fight, but uh, I was bummed for Porn Stash. Marshman. He's got a great stash. Marshman looked good. I think that was his UFC debut. Or maybe they just made a big deal because he was a Welshman. Never fight anything. Oh, his debut. His debut. Yep, yeah, made his UFC debut. Debuts. He looked really good. Uh, I think yeah, I think John's is, was on his debut too. But good card. I I had a, it was a fun card. I enjoyed it. it. It kept me busy on a Saturday afternoon, so I wasn't. Um, I'm glad Lee got a good victory. I'm glad Cooper got a good victory. You know, good on Lobov. Uh, I knew Masasi had it, and he just continues to impress. So, um, for what it was. And, uh, you know, a fight pass card that wasn't, you know, putting the spotlight on some major superstars' names, I still gave it a solid B, B-minus card because I got a lot of enjoyment out of it and it, there was quality fights on there, so. Yeah, it was. It was a good fight card. Um, I had a really fun time watching it. Like yeah. I said, it was a good way to, to just go through a Saturday afternoon. Absolutely. But that's not all. No. We had another fight card that pretty much started immediately after yeah. <laughs> that one got done. Uh, not, that wasn't quite as good. I was going to say, not as good okay. of a card. Yeah. Not I, as good of a card I didn't get all. as much enjoyment out of it, and I wanted to make sure that it wasn't because I had just watched a card and then I started another one, no. so I separated them in days. I was going to say, because I watched them in separate days as mm-hmm. well. I, I didn't didn't watch. I knew if I went through like seven hours watching fights, then I had to watch like four or five more, like... It would have drug on, and I wouldn't yeah. have given it the proper Especially attention with it, it needed. If it would have been a more exciting card, I absolutely would have been... Oh, I would have marathoned it. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. Um, Bader gets the win over yeah. out of Nogueira. Good performance. It was dominant, but God, Nogueira just looks old, and he needs to just go. Nogueira got the shit kicked out of me. It was the third round, at that point, when it was stopped... Uh, Bader had landed 129 strikes and Lonog landed 12. Right. That's it. Uh, it too Bader much. landed 5 out of 5 takedowns. Uh, Bader, he abused him. He threw him around like a rag doll. He beat the shit out of him like he was just a punching bag. Lonog has no business being in the, in the cage anymore. Dude, it's time to. Yeah. It's over. So here's. It's over. Here's the most interesting thing to me coming off this fight. Bader demands a title shot. What? Yeah. Um, you gotta be high. Yeah. You're not even signed with the company, you douchebag. And here, here's Ryan's thoughts on this. Bader needs to either get the shot or a number one contender fight. Because he beat Lil Nut? Light heavyweight needs a fresh name in the title talk. Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. Bader's had opportunities and he choked. He was just giving one against. Like, he had a he had Rumble, a chance right? against Rumble, and then that's when and Rumble got, ended up getting him against. And he got he got his head. And he got off. the shit kicked out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's what I'm looking for. He's ranked. He's ranked four. Four, yeah. He's knocking on the door, but he needs another one, man. Jimmy Manoa, Glover, whatever. I mean, obviously, we're not going to see Gustafson anytime soon. No, but He's Glover done. Glover or Jimmy. Glover or Jimmy. One of them. One of them. You prove 
but you already showed you're not you you weren't ready for that big stage, man. But beating Lil Nog does not a title shot. No, make. will you show me his yeah. last? If his, it was Shogun, maybe. If it was Manawa, maybe. Not an immediate one. We're talking about after the fall to DC. Uh, Rumble, yeah. and then, you know, we'll see what happens I mean, after that. I mean, he's know. got a legitimate spot, because obviously Glover's not getting a title shot. Gus is not fighting anytime soon. So, Bader is there, but I think before you got to do Manoa on him, maybe. I think Manoa Bader. I yeah. think that fight makes sense. Yeah, definitely. It definitely makes sense to me, uh, more than just giving him a shot at the title of the winner of Cormier Johnson. You know, OSP's coming off a loss. Um, Shogun just, he needs more before anything... What happened with that old guy? Right. Um, so the rest of the guys down here need a lot of work. So, um, But Bader Manoa makes perfect sense as an eliminator. We'll see what happens with Rumble in D.C. Right. But even if Bader wins that and he has to go against... And let's see Rumble wins. Um, We've already seen Bader get killed by him. We'll see it again. 205 is a mess. It really is. Absolutely. I mean, you look, Rashad Evans is ranked 14. He was ranked six spots higher before this. So, <laughs> 205 is an absolute mess. Yeah. Mess. It needs fresh blood so badly. But Bader, unlike what Ryan said, Bader is not a fresh face to that division. He's been there for a long time. Right. Yeah, will you bring up his record? Yeah. Yeah, I want to see where he's... I know he's been on a little bit of a streak, but he's won two in a row since losing to Johnson. Before that, it was five in a row. But, so I mean, how many of these guys... Seven out of eight. How many of these guys are even still... OSP. Right. Rashad. And then Erie Latifi is the only one still in Noguera. But I don't even know if Javier Cafficante still... We know Phil Davis isn't there anymore because he's the champion of Bellator. Uh, he hasn't fought, he fought since in February. February, so he may still, still be there. With the company, but um, when we're talking about ranked victories, the OSP mm-hmm. is a ranked fighter. He got a victory over him. Rashad, it's a ranked fighter. He got a victory over him. Got some Phil. Bull. Phil was at the time. Phil was ranked, yeah, but I mean, he's not there anymore. Other than that, um, you know. I guess you could do Glover and him just because so he could try to get that loss back off his record because Glover beat him a few years ago. I mean that would that would be a good selling point, you know. You could market that. I suppose, but I mean, is Bader going to do that? It, it depends on this contract scenario. That's right. He's not even with the company if technically. Technically, you know, he hasn't resigned. They haven't resigned him. I think they will resign him since he won, and it was a pretty dominant fashion. And he's and they need people at two hundred five. Well, look at look at two hundred five is is not. 205 is not what it used to be. No. It used to be... It was the killer division. A hell of a division. It was, you know, it was... It, it became the heavyweight division where, you know, all the big names were there. And you can look at top to bottom, uh, 1 to 15, and it was all legit killers. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's how good John Jones was because he was a 13-fight win streak in a division that at the time... Was, was no better. It was the best in the in the company. Well, that was when everyone was in their prime, man. Yeah. Rashad was yeah. in his prime. Uh, or not Rashad, I'm sorry. Uh, Shogun was in his prime. You know, all these guys are maybe maybe just coming in out of his there. prime. Yeah, Rampage was there. Rashad was still there because he was the champion. Uh, Bader was, you know, he was an up-and-comer when John beat the crap out of him. So, John Jones yeah. not being there takes a lot away from that division, for sure. A lot. For sure. 
But um, my my thing for Bader would be if should they sign him again to a maybe a two three fight contract to try to get him a title shot, you gotta beat Manawa or Teixeira first. Yep, I think One of those two. I think so. You know, number, I think so. That's that's the fight to make. Yep, and then we'll see what happens with DC and Rumble. Obviously, yeah, we get that fallout in a couple and, of weeks. Uh, um, know, I hope Gus gets better soon. Absolutely. But as for this fight, this was just this was hard to watch, man. Just it was just a it was just a mauling of Lil Nog. Yeah, I felt terrible for Lil Nog. It was it was <laughs> terrible, terrible. It was abusive. It yeah. was ugly to watch. Just, I was hoping it would finish a lot sooner than that. Cause he, yeah, he didn't need to take that beating at his age. He needed to put him out of his misery early and didn't. Uh, Thomas Almeida got back on track mm-hmm. after and ran himself performance of the night. Yes. Yeah. Won a TKO victory in the second round. Dominant performance. Very dominant. Good for Almeida. He needed that coming off that Garbrandt loss. And the people are really high on Almeida. He's and, a tough guy. You know, he's he's a very skillful cat. You know, um, and a young guy. He's got a long ways to go, but uh, I think he can make things. He's going to be. Just keep an eye on him. Yep. You know, let's keep an eye on him. Let's see what happens over the next two, three years with this guy because. I think we're going to see some good stuff out of him. He's got all the ability to do it. Oh, he's got he's got all the tools. He's a very precise striker. Yeah. Um, I'm really high on this guy. I am too. I'm too. Know, aside from the one loss, he suffered a big deal. Got clipped. He's he's got everything about I mean, you know. Cody's got that one shot power. Right. What do you say? Uh, what do you think about Claudia and Claudia uh, uh, and Courtney Casey? Cast iron. Cast right? iron Casey. Cast iron yeah. Casey. Um. Well, I mean, other than the controversy... Let's talk about that for a sec. So, uh, was it the second or the third round? I think it was two. Was this two? I believe okay. it was two. Yeah, yeah. So, in the second round, um, Claudia lands a an illegal strike. Yeah. She lands an illegal kick to a down opponent. Uh, looking at the angles of it and the replay, you can clearly see it did not make contact with Courtney Casey's head. It looked like a WWE kick. It hit her in the hair. Yeah. Hit her in the bun. She had an updo bun, yeah. whatever the hell you want to call yeah, it. Maybe a little bit of maybe a graze of grazing the, the top of the, the head, but you know, it's something that wouldn't have even hurt me. Regardless, it was an illegal. She she took a kick at a downed opponent. It's illegal either way, whether yeah. she made contact or not. It's not about how much contact she made. Right. Yeah. It's the the the, it's the contact the, itself. The controversy is that Courtney Casey. Possibly sold it <laughs> to gain some injury time and to recover oh, a little bit. Oh, like one of those soccer players that barely gets yeah. touched and flops. Flopping. And and they, they, I they, need a spare. I need an extra kick because he breathed on me. Oh god, they they definitely. Um, she she way oversold it. You know that it didn't hurt her at all. She just wanted to milk the time. Yeah. It was it was horrible acting. Should never be done in the cage like that. You're in there. You're warriors, man. You're you're fighters. You don't don't act. Stop it. What did you think of Claudia's performance overall, though? It was uh, it was good, but it uh, wasn't as it uh, wasn't impre- as impressive as a girl who's ranked number one and and what's um, that third shot at Iwana? Castor and Casey just just fought. Um, uh, Renault, I believe. Yeah. No, Letourneau. Letourneau, yeah, it was Valerie Letourneau. And, um, you know, Letourneau got stuffed all, couldn't take her down. Uh, Castor had great jujitsu. that's how she ended up beating her, and Gadelia took her down five times. Oh, yeah. You know, just Gadelia's six. You know. Six is six. Right. Six? Oh, six times. 
Okay, six times. Um, Claudia is probably the, I would say, the best wrestler in the uh, 115 division. Uh, she's got to be, dude. She's got to be. She's taking, I mean, she took Ioana down, and Ioana's got She's the only one that's ever taken Ioana down. I think you're right. I think she is the only person to take Ioana down. And Ioana has awesome takedown defense. Right. But I, I expected a little more out of Claudia. I expected a little more dominance, I guess. And, yeah. you know, I mean, good win. She she definitely put on a, a good performance, but I thought she could have done better. And Ryan kind of said the same thing. Uh, yeah, she definitely could have showed more. But, um, you know, I got five takedowns, and I got, you know, over six minutes of control. Yeah, definitely. That's enough for me. Definitely. Yeah. Striking uh, could have been a little better. Maybe that's what I'm looking for. Striking could have been a little more precise, a little more dominant, but takedown-wise, submissions, I mean, she, she hit it. Uh, I want to talk about Usman, because Kamaru Usman is... Damn, dude. Wow. He put on... A wow! Game. I didn't realize it was that lopsided. Yeah, man. You know, I mean, I'm watching it, I can see it's lopsided, but I didn't realize it... It was that bad. Kamaru Usman is no joke. Ooh. And, like, a lot of people don't know about him. You know, he's still kind of in that making waves thing. Sure. Fortunate enough to, to have seen him on The Ultimate Fighter. And I really like Kamaru Usman a lot. And he is just... Like I was like we were talking about last week with uh, Vincente Luque. Yeah. Same thing with Kamaru Usman. He has just continued to get better. Oh, I want to say he's in his tw- early 20s. 29. 20. Oh, damn, he is a little older than I thought. But he's about to hit his peak. Yep, he's, he's peaking right now. Man, he's, he's putting together everything, and he just looks more and more impressive every time he steps out. What a clinic, man. He put on a striking performance yeah. that's unbelievable. One for two on takedowns, that's cool. Had a lot of control. and Wow. Yeah. I mean, Marley Elvis is not the... the Greatest fight in the world. But no, he's, he's not a, a world veteran, but he's a he's, tough guy. And he's seen a lot. And, you know, if you can put that kind of... You put hands on him like that, Usman's the dude to watch. I want to say that's three in a row for Kamaro. Let's take a look at this guy. A little bit closer. Yeah, I want to say it's three in a row now for Kamaro. Four. Four, look at Four that. in a row since beating Hyder Hassan by submission. Leon Edwards, Alexander Yolkov. I mean, you know, he's not beaten... He hasn't gotten... Warley Evans is probably the first guy. That's was, the biggest name. That's his biggest name. But, it, you know, he's still he's still climbing. He, he didn't even enter the organization until 2015, coming off right. the Ultimate Fighter. So he's put together three in a row off of that, four in a row total in the UFC. Maybe they're not the most <clears throat> highly ranked fighters, but he's never lost. No, but that's what I mean. He's ready He's ready for that test. I, I definitely think Kamaro's ready for, for a bigger name and a bigger test, and I want to see him get it. Um, Yeah, he's, he's, he's a tough guy, man. Really tough guy. I want to see him. Yeah, definitely want to see him get tested as well. I think he's. Uh, I think he's made enough statement to where he's 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 looking for better competition. You know, four in a row. Uh, I think it's time for him to you know give him give him someone you know like fifteen, you know, somewhere really low on the card. Yep. Get, find him a gatekeeper. Yeah, he needs a, find gatekeeper. Him a gatekeeper. Let's test where this kid really is. See if he's ready to move up, or if he has to come back and learn a little bit more. Yep. Exactly. Perfect. Um, I don't know if you've got any other fights you want to touch on the card. Uh, the only other thing, really, that I wanted to talk about is just Manny Gambier retired after his lost air. No big deal. Yeah. Nothing. You're not missing anything. Uh, but, you know, at least a guy that's been around that long. He's been around since season five of The Ultimate Fighter. Right. Yeah. So, you know, at least give a little salute to... It was a good career, man. You did, you know, 
uh, a lot of people know you. You had some great fights, and uh, you don't feel like you can do it anymore. The, the worst place to be is in the middle of the cage with someone standing across trying to take your head off. If you don't think you're there mentally, physically, and it's time to walk away, then you did the right thing. At least you stepped out of uh, being known as just Carl Parisian's cousin. Yeah, it was on a bit of a slide there. I didn't, get, I didn't get as much out of this card as I did the Belfast no. card. No, not at all, man. Me either. Um, you know, there was a lot. There was especially the Bader, no care if I was like, man, just leave Lil Nog alone. Dude. Right. I was just, I, it was uncomfortable watching him get beat on like that. Yeah, it's dude. kind of like, I mean, you're going to have those cards that are just not that great. I mean, this weekend's card's not that great either. No. It's actually, it might even be worse. There's, there's only like, a fight on here that I'm looking forward to, maybe two, uh, but not really. Scroll down for me in the prelims. Uh, yeah, no. Um, Matthews and Hallbrook might be a pretty good fight. I mean, Noak always comes to perform. Noak's, uh, Kyle Noak's, uh, he's a, uh, isn't he a Rufus Sport cat? Uh, Noak, Noak's Australian. I don't know if he's over in Rufus Sport now. New Mexico. Oh, oh yeah. Now so he's a Jackson guy. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Um. It's, um during one of those um, CM Punk's uh, those four or five things that he did leading up to it. Yeah. Tom Loke was in was at Rufus Sport. Oh, okay. Training with him during one of those things. Oh, yeah. They might have brought him in specifically. Uh, to train, like, a, you know, like to mimic Mickey Gall or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nope was, no was at, uh, at stirring one of them. Ooh, Cleo, so. Cleo Roundtree's fighting. Another Ultimate Fighter team, uh, Black Zayans versus uh, ATT guy. Against, uh, Tyson well, Pedro making his debut. Cleo Roundtree's yeah. a pretty good fighter. Um, he's 5 on one record. <clears throat> the kid's got, like, the look and... Oh, Daniel Kelly and Chris Camozzi. Chris Camozzi and Daniel Kelly's a good fight too. Yeah. Um, I, it's not. There's just not a lot. Ben Ben Win is fighting again. Nobody cares. But the main event, Robert Whitaker and Derek Brunson. This, this is, fight. This fight is important for the 185 division. These guys right. are both guys that are, are knocking on that door of getting into title talk. Yeah, and uh, seven versus eight is very. Very important fight. Yeah, especially uh, in that division. In this division, that's you know, that's a deep division. Because so seven six, and eight. Is, six is Anderson Silva, and then <laughs> five is Gegard Musasi. So for either one of those guys, I mean, this is this is definitely a, a good fight for both of them. What do you think? Oh, man, it's a tough fight to call. Really, Whitaker is is probably the better. Traditional striker. They're so similar. Though. They are though. They're so similar. Brunson is Brunson's got better takedowns um, and is probably the better grappler. Uh, I'm gonna go with Brunson. That was my first uh, instinct was to pick Brunson as well. It's a coin toss fight, but it's one of those where you can't. It's a, it's a, it's yeah, just it's a coin toss fight. Yeah, yeah. There's no. There's no real way. This fight could go a hundred different ways. You know, Whitaker could catch him, 
Bro. I'm telling you. Whitaker's, Whitaker's, not, Whitaker's no joke, brother. Nope. Whitaker's got a legit shot to beat him. Yep. It's just when I looked at, uh, when I opened the page and I looked at the two fighters side by side and I tried to remember back the fights that I've seen them both in, my first initial gut instinct was to pick Brunson. Yeah. So that's that's the whole reason behind it. I don't have a lot of, of, of facts to back it up. It's just that was my instinct. I, I'm the same way, man. Yeah. I just kind of my feeling, I think... I think it's going to be a good fight. I think it's going to be. Yeah. It could end quick. It could be a really fun, exciting fight all three, all five right. rounds. You know, but uh, yeah, definitely, I'm I'm going to lean with Derek Brunson. And number two, it's uh, guys. This is another FS1 card, so you know, no going on your pockets for pay per view this weekend. You can get nope. this one for free. More free. Uh, yeah. It's a late one. It don't start till ten. Yeah. So it's probably going to be a long night, but uh, whatever. What else you got to do on Saturday? You, you, well, you cook up those Thanksgiving leftovers, man. You, yeah. you know, you get tripped a fan out again and kick back and you watch the UFC. Yeah. That's what you do. Yep. Well, the Muskegon, for those local guys, the Muskegon Big Reds game will be over about the time that the main card gets oh, started. Yeah. So they're, they're playing late game. They don't start till like 7 or 7.30 oh, okay. on Saturday. So. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, you can watch you can watch the state finals on Fox Sports Detroit, and switch it over to Fox Sports 1 for the Where are they card. playing that at? They're playing in Ford Field. Ford. Yep. Excellent. Uh, but yeah, other than that, this card's just kind of... Uh, There's not a lot into it, man. And, uh, I'll watch it because I'm a fight junkie. And we may be surprised. I like this one in a way because we may be surprised by some of these. Because there's a lot of fighters that are just getting their first chance, their second chance. Yeah. And we'll get to see, you know, if we'll get to see some great knockouts or some amazing scrambles and some you know, uh, unique submissions or something. We might, we might get some of those highlights out of those young cats because they are putting it all on the line because they got nothing, you know, everything to win and nothing to lose. Exactly. You know, so. So we'll get that. Yeah, I mean, fights, just having fights after the, all those long weeks of layoffs and not having anything for so long, man. <laughs> Two fight cards last week. Right. I, uh, I'll take, Unbelievable. I'll take whatever opportunity I can get <laughs> to watch some scraps, you know. Oh, man. So a little a little news yeah, this yeah, week. We'll yeah. round her out. And then Joel uh, Romero received a suspension of 60 days from the New York State Athletic Commission uh, for jumping out of the cage. Um, New York is, uh, they've been just handing out suspensions left and right yeah. lately, it seems like, uh, two guys got suspended for missing weight, well, one got suspended for missing weight, one got suspended for not showing up. Right, and that one, uh, did they both get the same suspension time? I think they both were 60 days, but I'm not sure. I thought Gastelum's was higher. Gastelum's For, for right. not even showing up. Second one. Uh, oh yeah, he got six months. Yeah, so Gaslam because he didn't show up at all. Let me see who Tiago got. Because Alves got suspended too. Um, I just saw that earlier before the show you started. Got it? I'm pulling it up. Okay. Right now. Uh, but yeah, so Yoel Romero because he jumped out of the cage and his antics and everything like that, and he got a 60 day suspension. He was doing that soldier walk, and I thought, and when I was watching, I was like, why is he doing the Nazi walk? I was thinking the same thing. I was <laughs> like, why is he stepping like a Nazi, man? And he was, he was, it was, if he would have put his hand straight out like that, well, he would have been, it would have been the Nazi thing to a T. Um, it was a little awkward, and it was a little uncomfortable. Definitely was. Uh, it was I would have found him just for that alone. It was really weird, yeah. And, and yeah, it definitely was borderline. Don't do stupid shit. 
Borderline Nazi-ish. It was so close. I was, I was freaking. I was like, why? Because yeah, I'm German. I get it. Right. <laughs> right. But he got 60 days for that. He should have got 90 days because they should have given him an extra 30 for the water crap that he did. Yep. I don't and, disagree with that either. Um, that, to me, that was more offensive and that was more worthy of a fine than walking around and going out the cage and everything else was his deliberately douching himself in water so that he could gain an unfair and illegal advantage. advantage. Yep. Tiago got three months. Three months? Three months. For missing? For missing weight, yeah. Okay. Then um, Gaslin got six months just for, for not showing up at all. Yep. So, yeah, gotcha. they're, just, they're just handing out suspensions like crazy. Uh, yeah, so he's gonna he's got three months and he's gonna be staying at fifty five. He said. And then okay. Gaslam's appealing his six month suspension because his fat ass couldn't show up to the goddamn weigh in. Way to go! What Thanks. an idiot! What man. an asshole! You better go to eighty five or get rid of him. Yep. If you don't go to, if they give him any more shots at seventy, I'm done. Then it's their own fault. Yeah. Because he's proven it so many times over now that he's not responsible enough. And he doesn't take his weight important enough to make that 70. Yeah. He, he can't do it. It's a joke to him. Yeah. It um, seems, because he just, he knows he's going to, you know, he loses a little bit of his purse, and then he gets to keep fighting. Okay. It's um, terrible. It is. It's god-awful, man. Uh, so, Habib Nurmagomedov has uh, backed off his I-will-only-fight-Connor stance now and is saying that... Basically because Dana came out this week and said Connor's probably not fighting till May because he doesn't want to put any stress on D. Yeah. Uh, so now Habib's saying, well, okay, fine, I'll fight Tony Ferguson. The fight that we all want to see, you know, the fight that uh, a lot of people are uh, very much looking forward to, and not just fans of, you know, uh, of Tony, not just fans of Khabib, but this is number one versus two. This is, you know, this is style fight. This is... So dangerous for my friend. Mm-hmm. I'm so scared for my friend. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've gotten this way against Abel Trujillo because not because Abel's the greatest fighter in the world, but his style didn't match up well with Tony's, and I thought he was going to be able to bully him around the string. Uh, I was really concerned when Tony fought Edson Barboza. Oh yeah, we both that were. one more, even more so than than RDA. I thought that was mm-hmm. the killer. I did too. Uh, RDA, I wasn't really that worried about. I wasn't because, either. You know, RDA is a fluke kind of. Yep. You know, uh, what does Ryan call him? A 50 50 fighter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he, Ryan's absolutely right. Edson Barboza, for me, was the scariest. I was like, oh my god, he's going to get killed. That shadows and pales in comparison to how I feel about Tony having to fight Habib Nurmagomedov. I agree. It's scary. It's scary. Right, that's man. not a dude. Wow. Khabib's not the dude you want to fight. I don't care. I don't care, man. Tony, I love you, brother. But you are in for a long, it's a war, long man. at the office. It's going to be a war. But that's that's the fight I've been saying makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, go yep. ahead and do it. Sign it up. Sign me up to watch it. I'm there. But I think this more so also proves my... And a lot of people's theories that Connor's probably going to be fighting at 45 next because it's the belt he's got to defend. Yeah. So. If he wants to keep both, he has to stay active with both. Yep. 
Yep, absolutely. So he's going to have to, you know, defend 45, defend 55, defend 45, defend 55, kind of, you know, in that order. It's something. Something uh, at least. Or at least defend 45, 55, and then take a super fight. Yep. The next year, defend 45, 55, take a super fight. Either way, just defend you know, 45. you got to either do it or get rid of it, man. You've had a, you've had a stranglehold on that division long enough. Way too long. Way too long. So. Anybody else have been stripped so long ago. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so they're saying they're going to wait three to four months at the most because they need an opponent. So if you figure four months. April. Yeah. Two, two, March. March. You can, put, you can book them at 209, 210. Yeah. Somewhere in that area. Yeah. You know what? You can put them at the main event of a pay-per-view. They would sell it. Uh, you know, I think, I think so. it's. I think they both. You know, or even a co-main. Co-main, yeah, just because it's a non-title. You know, if, if you need a, a title fight for it, uh, put it up the co-main. Yeah, that'd yeah. be ideal. It does make sense. Uh, poor Rashad. Poor dude. Rashad. So yeah, it broke uh, broke Monday on the MMA Hour. Tim Kennedy actually broke the news that Rashad won't be his opponent. He could not get licensed in Ontario either for the same reason that he didn't get licensed in New York. Um, we don't know exactly what it is. No. It's something he said he's been battling with his whole career with doctors and stuff like that. So we'll see what happens. He says he's not retiring. He says he's 100% healthy. Right. Um, I, you, know. He, you know, could it be EKG, a heart issue? Could it be impact test for the concussion issue? That's what Tim said. Tim yeah. was like, Tim was like, yeah, he said know. he's got brain damage. Yeah. But that's just Tim talking, so who the hell knows? He probably picked the the, uh, the easiest target to pick because concussions are so big right now, and everyone's right. you know uh, right. You got so many tests for that that it's like mm, pick that because it's the safest bet. Yep. But we really don't know. No. It could be um, it could be a lung issue. You know, you never know what it what it is. It could be spinal. Yeah. I mean. We definitely, you know, we wish the best for Rashad. We hopefully everything will work out and he'll be able to get back in the cage again. If not, man, at least he's got that nice. He was looking ripped. Oh God, he looked great. But you know, I mean, Rashad's got a good career in in broadcasting and being yes. an analyst. He's he's got a good personality. He's a good talker. He's a smart guy. He does a great job on that show. And, you know, but he's a fighter at heart, man, and he wants to fight. Oh, for sure. So Cowboy Cerrone <laughs> played a really great joke on uh, on everybody uh, the other day. He posted a Ryan bit on Ryan it. bit on it hard, so hard. So he posted a video uh, to his Instagram of his face just looking all tore to shit, stitched up, and said that uh, the doctors were able to save his eye. He's gonna heal up, and he'll still be fighting at two hundred six in in Toronto. Um, if you haven't seen the video, I would go. Uh, did, 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 I say we have it on our page. Yeah, I, Ryan posted the video of it. Like, oh my god, he orders I, and I posted the reply underneath that said it's a troll job, idiot. And I posted the real link to it. <laughs> so um, yeah, if you, you haven't, don't sneak one by Mister Dempsey very often. No, nope. when you do, it's you know. Yeah, I mean the cowboy cowboy set it up really well, saying he was going out hunting. Right. In a post. Yeah, bear before that or something like that. So, great job on Cowboy's part. He got a lot of people worked (laughs) up. Twitter fucking exploded. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, Twitter Twitter exploded. Oh, man. I can't count how many people I've seen. Like, oh, my God. Is this real? Look at him. His his eyes almost gone. You guys are so dumbasses. No, dummy. You don't know Cowboy, guys. Seriously. No, dummy. And, um... 
You know, we talked about Bader earlier, who's, you know, he's not signed. Right, he's a free agent now. But so is Lorenz Larkin. Yep, the Monsoon, the Monsoons, uh, he was actually, he's, he's actually been not signed with the UFC for a while now, a couple months, but he was in a 60-day exclusive negotiating period with the UFC, and that just ended yesterday, Monday. So they're both legit free agents. Yep. Yep, I th- I think personally Lorenz is probably going to go to Bellator, um, go for the money. We'll okay. see. I'll, I mean, the UFC has a shot at resigning him, and, and maybe it works out well for him. Yeah. Uh, but I can see Lorenz chasing those big dollars and going to Bellator. Get that sponsorship money yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Bader resigns. Um, Coming off that win that Bader just had, uh, being in the position where he's fourth-ranked, fourth I mean, he's yeah, right, right? yeah. So, I mean, being in that position, you know, maybe a single fight away from getting another shot at the, right. you know, another shot at the belt. I think that uh, uh, if I'm UFC and I'm looking at the two, I'm more interested in Bader. Right now, I think he's more money for us for sure. And as bad as the 205 division is, and a mess that it is right now in the UFC, it sucks even worse in Bellator. Oh, like yeah. it's a it's a joke. Right. Who is there? Davis. Davis is their champion, all right. Yeah, Davis beat McGeary. Uh, McGeary. I'd love for him to come over. Oh, McGeary? Yeah. I've been wanting him to come over for a while. Yeah. Um, I think it'll happen eventually. I don't know how many fights he's got left on his contract, but I think Liam, I think Liam McGeary, it would be a great spot for him to end up in the UFC. What do you think, Ryan? Happy. Good point, Ryan. Hell, well done. Great point, sir. <laughs> so we kind of bruf- bre- uh, brushly. Briefly talked about it last week, and the uh, for those of you that made it through the entire two hours and forty five minutes, God bless you. Oh my uh, but we only spent about two minutes on this talking that the Leota Machida was given an eighteen month suspension by USADA for what he tested positive for. Uh, Leoto has said that he did not knowingly take the supplement. Yeah. Um. What he tested positive for was uh, seven keto something else. I can't remember the full name of it, but a seven keto. Yeah, I don't know. The f- I can't pronounce the full name of it. Uh, sold everybody. He said that uh, the problem uh, comes because USADA has not been doing a very good job educating these guys and giving them the information. Uh, yeah, he said that's that- horse. The supplement I took, seven keto, can be sold anywhere, which reinforces reinforces the fact that I it is not used for performance enhancing. As I said before, I took it to lower stress levels as I was coming off two losses and had not fought in some time. By no means did I imagine that the substance could be banned by USADA. The information related to the athletes were insufficient. A full list of prohibited supplements is in an easier way to read. I only received via text message this week. On the day after my suspension, the previous formats were not clear. To teach and educate should also be the duties of the of an institution that is committed to the advancement of a clean sport and not only for punishing. Let me start off by saying this. Have at it, sir. Everybody else seems to understand it just fine, with the exception of very few who just cheat. Right. You have a team of people around you who can contact USADA 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, for any sort of clarification on any item, any substance, anything that you have, any time of day, no matter what. Yep. Completely free to them. You are completely liable for whatever you put in your body. 
Just because, as you say, it can be sold anywhere, a diuretic can be sold anywhere, a diuretic is illegal because it helps you yep. piss in It helps water. you water away. In California, and, and you say you take it because it helps you lower stress levels. Well, you know what? That can also be performance management because we lower stress levels and people get banned for that. Sure do. Plus, that's legal in California and all over other places if you have a card. And recreationally, legal in California anyway. Yep, Colorado, yep. California, and a lot of other places now. So you can get banned for that. Just because you feel like you screwed up, take take that uh, take that screw up on your back and, and don't push the blame off of someone else. You know, uh, Own up to it, man up, say I fucked up, and I'll try not to do it again, and I will find ways... To make myself more educated, not blame them for for not educating me. Very well said. Very well said. Couldn't said it any better myself, sir. Thank you. It's all his fault. Yeah, it is. It's all. It's his fault. It's his team's fault. And to try to put the blame on someone else is completely bullshit. Yep, I agree. One hundred and ten percent. Um. We didn't get to touch on that much last week. No, we didn't. We only spent about... It's a big suspension, dude. It's 18 months. 18 months is a long time for a guy that's uh, getting up there in age. Well, yeah, 39. 39, yeah. Yeah. So, best of luck to you, Leoto. Hopefully, uh, you know, you you learn... I like the guy. I do, too. I don't know what I'm bad to say about him, but that just makes me feel like, you know, like it's that entitlement issue, that push and blame issue that nobody wants to man up and say, you know, I like the guys that say, damn... You know, I fucked up. Sorry. Give me my punishment, and I'll be back in 18. Yep. Exactly. Um, I think that's pretty much going to yeah. wrap things up. What you got for final thoughts? Uh, we're, we're recording this a day early because of the Thanksgiving holiday yeah, tomorrow. Man. We're getting a grub tomorrow. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my grub on, that's for sure. We got the, uh, I got the turkey upstairs uh, defrosting now. Uh, I think we got a 14-pounder. Damn. Yeah, or 12, 12 or 14, I don't remember exactly how big it is, but it's just going to be me and my small family, my grandmother, so it's not going to be a lot of us, there's going to be a lot of leftovers. Yeah. Man, I can tell you what, I could eat Thanksgiving leftovers for days, <laughs> days. <laughs> yeah. Um, but otherwise, you know, football yeah, oh yeah. tomorrow. Got um, lots of football tomorrow. Pass out watching football, uh, do a, a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. And, and enjoy doing a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> so, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, going over to my sister's. Sisters? Yep. Um, sisters is uh, hosting dinner. Uh, okay. About three, I guess. I'm going over early to watch the Lions game with my nephew. Gotcha. Uh, just found out today, actually, that my little nephew got uh, honorable mention all area. So for, Really? For football, yeah. Ah, uh, right. Freshman. Freshman. Freshman got pulled up to the varsity and got honorable mention all there. Dayton Rose. Dayton Rose, congratulations, yeah, kid. Man. You earned it. He makes good me job. makes me a proud uncle, man. He's he's a good kid. He's actually going to be playing varsity basketball now too for Orchard View. I just found out Holy a shit. couple days ago. Yeah, man. Hell of an athlete. Six foot one and two hundred and twenty pounds at fourteen years old. Get the, uh, ah, dude, he's a fucking monster. Wow. Man. He is a fucking monster. Wow. Good for him, he's, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big kid. Good for him. Big kid, and he's he's coming along well. He's you know he's he's come on as a football player, only playing two years of his life. So, gonna go watch some ball with him, and then uh, we're doing dinner about three three thirty. Okay. When my oldest sister gets out of work, and before my niece has got to go to work at five. And right, is your uh, shop open tomorrow? No, we're closed tomorrow, and then I got to go back to work on Friday. Friday, okay. yeah, Friday and Saturday. Okay. So I got a day off, and then back at it Friday and Saturday, and okay. 
Yeah, just watching football and fights. Uh, yeah. It's about it. Celebrating Thanksgiving when it's supposed to happen, unlike when you freaking Canadians celebrate it weeks how, ahead how of time. The, where did they come up with that? I don't know, man. They're Canadians. Freaking weirdos. Ryan likes to keep telling us that we're the wrong ones. We are. Yeah, we are. We invented this shit. Right. We st- we did the first one. We're the ones that kicked all the Indians' asses and then decided to let them come and sit back down <laughs> right. and have something to eat. Yeah, he as tells- long as they brought bring the, the, the corn and the turkey. If they didn't bring nothing, we were going to just keep shooting them. We're the dicked up ones because we celebrate <laughs> three- Thanksgiving like three or four weeks after harvest time. Right. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Makes, makes sense, right? Ryan, we invented that shit. Stick to what you know, French-Canadian. Yeah. Um, Made me some poutine pizza. Poutine and, and hockey. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And you got That's what they got up there. Goddamn Green Bay Packers. <laughs> well again, you know, Ryan, we absolutely love you, brother. We're um you know, you're we're with you, you're with us. Yep. Um uh, we hope everything was going well today as well as can be. And uh you're in our thoughts, my man. Yep, I I reiterate everything Dave said. It's it's we are one big family. Um we love you. We love love to your family, and we're definitely thinking about you guys, and, and hoping that everything is going well, and the services are beautiful, and it's a good send off for Kara's grandfather. Oh, um, before I forget, my uh, my brother Jordan's birthday is today. Oh yeah, yep. I was I, I wished yeah. Jordan a happy birthday earlier. It was good, good. Twenty first birthday for Jordan. Yep. Um, Congrats, kid. You know he's he's been uh, he was he's really cool. He always. Um, listens to our show and, and uh, he isn't even really a UFC MMA guy yet. He does like it but he's not like a super fan or nothing yeah. like that. But, you know, um, for the holiday season, just some shout outs. Rich Cerritos, my brother-in-law. Um, Joey Ladegas, brother, thanks you for, for writing in as much as you do. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, Ryan, of course, as always. Ryan's uh, friend Jeff, John. My brother, uh, who I wouldn't have this without you. Feelings very mutual, my friend. <laughs> we, you know, Everett, I love you, yep. brother. You're still a part of this thing, no matter what. Definitely. Um, to my family, my mom and my stepdad, and everyone who allow us a spot to do yeah, this. Your, your family, you know, we, we definitely appreciate your family. For the holiday seasons, I love to give some shout-outs to people that I'm thankful for. Yeah. That let me do this every single day or every single week. Um, that's uh, I thank all of you guys Absolutely. very 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 much and uh, you know happy birthday to my brother twenty first birthday twenty first birthday yeah happy birthday you Jordan know. you know we we appreciate you and, and I, I'm always very thankful for your family for putting up with us every week and, and yeah. giving us a, a place to do this and you know working around what we do and and whatever you know so that it's it's always very appreciated um, you know my family I'm thankful for and gonna get to spend a little time with them. Uh, Thank for you guys, you and Ryan both. I mean, you've been with me on this journey from the start, and we would never be where we are without you. So, and Ryan's been a great addition to the show, and it's been fun, and I can't wait to see where we keep going throughout the end of 2000. We got some big things coming before the end yeah, of the year, man. Yeah. We're uh, we're expanding, we're expanding. We told you guys. Uh, we're going to do our first ever uh, average fight night with the Joes. Right. Uh, where we're going to watch the UFC 206 pay-per-view, you and I together, and Ryan's yep. going to be watching it at home and, and live with us on the phone and stuff yeah. like we do for the show. I can't wait to be in 2017. If all goes well, 2017, we may be uh, full audio and video. Yeah, that's and that's what we're hoping. You know, that's, that's what we're plan. hoping, man. We're going we're gonna to start doing, you know, we started doing more of the videos on the show, on the site or on the Facebook page and stuff, instead of just putting up posts and, and actually hearing what our thoughts and opinions are. Yeah. And it seems to be people pretty are, are gravitating to it, so we're going to 
We're going to expand into the world of video and, yep. and start maybe doing some live castings and stuff. Why not? Why not? Why not? Well, I'm going to, you know, hopefully uh, we'll use the one webcam to start. But you know what? Maybe we'll end up with a couple yeah. of tripods up here because I want different angles. You know, maybe we can shoot it live, but then afterwards you can put a nice little show yeah, together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff coming in. It's, this show has been great since day one and we keep evolving it and keep making it better and I am so I'm so thankful for it because for the show just in general because I don't I don't get to go out right much like I used to my bones have just made it to the point where it's it's hard to walk uh, I you know if I go out to the bar and someone accidentally comes up and smacks yeah great to see you for a while smacks my back you can break shattered yeah you know and I you just, definitely I, don't need that and I can't drink anymore and I know right. myself if I go out to the bar I'm gonna drink right and the kind of meds I'm on so it's just I don't have much socialization anymore I get to talk to you here and I get to run things off here and I get to talk to Ryan and, and I'm so grateful to have that because I'm a social person and. Uh, I, I, that's, I'm just so grateful for my show. Yeah. You know? I mean, it, I, it's great. I've looked forward to it every week. You know, we say that a lot, but it is, it's something that I do look forward to. I love the conversations that we have together. Awesome. Um, yeah, you guys, it's just fun. And, and it's just three friends just doing something. It's what we do. Yeah, man. It's having fun. It's what we love to do. And we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep finding ways to make the show better. Um, yeah, so other than that, uh, that will wrap things up for us here in episode 44 of the Average Joe's MMA Show. As always, make sure you guys are going on to our Facebook page and uh, you know getting involved in the conversations, posting your thoughts and comments. Uh, get on to iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Google Play, there now too. Uh, wherever, podcast.com. podcast.coms. Give us some ratings and reviews. Help us kind of get in the algorithms a little more. Uh, tell a friend, you know, word of mouth is the best way to do it. Obviously, uh, we love just building one fan at a time, but we definitely want to keep expanding. Um, if you really want to hear my thoughts on MMA and the things that are going on, Twitter is the place to be, at Mux Biffy. Uh, that's basically where I post all of my MMA-related things and trollings. Uh, Dave, you want to give yourself yeah, a plug yeah. on Twitter because I know you're pretty active MMA wise when it comes to Twitter as well. Yeah, and I've been uh, gravitating less and less uh, on Facebook and more and more towards Very Twitter. Very much the same. So it's it's at David Van Boglen. Uh, I, I'll post that a lot on our page um, to bring it up on Jeff's and mine so that you can get it off there. But at David Van Boglen, D A V I D V A N B O G E L E N, no spaces, no underscores, just at David Van Boglen. And, and uh, Ryan's is at our Demps sixteen. Yep. So make sure you're uh, you go on and follow him as well. Ryan's not quite as active as the rest of us on Twitter, but he he gets. We're getting him there. there. Yeah, we're getting him in there. Um, so yeah, for for David Van Boglen and the the absent Ryan Dempsey, I'm Jeff Shanahan. Thank you guys for listening. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you guys next week.